Coming to you from the Early Childhood Peace Consortium at ecdpeace.org, this is Pathways to Peace. Listen in as we talk with experts about the experiences and the challenges they face in implementing early childhood development programs to build a more peaceful world. In this podcast, we discuss how positive early childhood development can lead to global peace. Support comes from the Mother Child Education Foundation, the John E. Fetzer Institute, UNICEF, and Yale University. Hello, everyone. I am Rafael Perez Escamilla, professor of epidemiology and public health and director of the Office of Public Health Practice and the Global Health Concentration at the Yale School of Public Health. Today, I am very proud on behalf of the Early Childhood Peace Consortium to have the pleasure and honor to be speaking with Professor Maria Concepcion de Rosario. Dr. Rosario is an associate professor at the Federal University of Sao Paulo and adjunct professor at the Yale Child Study Center. She is a child psychiatrist and currently coordinates the Early Childhood Attention Program, known as PAPI, in Brazil, an interdisciplinary team of people dedicated to developing and implementing strategies for promoting early childhood development. Dr. Rosario, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Dr. Escamilla. It's a pleasure being here, and it's an honor being interviewed by you. So thank you very much. Thank you. I guess the best place to start is at the beginning, right? So please tell our audience, how did you become interested in early childhood development? Well, I'm a child psychiatrist, and um, during my whole professional life, I've I've seen children that uh, come and are already uh, have problems. They already have some kind of a disorder. And um, around uh, six years ago, I started being very interested in prevention strategies so that I could uh, try to reduce the severity of these conditions and improve these children's lives. And uh, very soon, it became clear to me that the right place to start was not with prevention, but with health promotion. You know, the World Health Organization has this sentence saying that there is no health without mental health. So I started getting very interested in how to include mental aspects of development into the idea of health promotion. And this led me to the early years in life and to early childhood education and early childhood development. Given how much we now know about the importance of mental health in explaining the global, global burden of disease, I think the topic that we're addressing today, it is extremely timely indeed. So broadly speaking, what made you decide to implement a mother support group program and a teacher support program in Brazil? Well, in the last years... Brazil has made 
an incredible improvement in terms of uh, reducing um, the poverty levels, you know. Unfortunately, despite all the governmental attempts like the cash transfer programs and other programs that they implemented, there are still far too many children in Brazil suffering from abuse, neglect, poor nutrition, poor social and economic conditions, and from the exposure to domestic and community violence. And Brazil is one of the countries with the highest inequality indexes. So we suffer a lot from um, direct violence and also indirect violence. So because of that, you know, I started uh, looking into all the literature on interventions on early childhood, and they all show that uh, early childhood development programs, they are really a promising approach to mitigate all the serious and terrible effects of living in these fragile contexts. So the idea is to empower the caregivers so that they are able to work and promote a child's integral development. So um, that's, that's basically the idea of both programs. Oh, thank you for your very clear explanation as to how and why you are approaching both the mothers and the teachers to advance early childhood development. So, in the interest of our audience, could you please describe in more detail, first, the Mother Support Program? Yeah. Well, the Mother Support Program, it's based on the Mother-Child Education Program from the Achev Foundation in Turkey. So, this foundation, they developed uh, some strategies for empowering mothers to work with their children. 30 years ago, they have been implementing these programs all over Turkey over the last 30 years. So, they have a lot of data showing how effective the mother support program can be in uh, trying to boost child's cognitive, uh, physical, and social-emotional development. So in Brazil, the Mother Support Program will be implemented as a group uh, uh, as a group-based uh, program, and it lasts 13 weeks. And we have weekly meetings with these mothers that last approximately two hours. And all the sessions, they are focused to discuss issues related to child development, to parenthood and parenting skills, and also on interpersonal communication skills. So... Um, we also discuss some topics related to democratic conflict resolution, uh, to self-expression and trying to understand your emotions and express your emotions to children, how to do active listening, and how to deal with the uh, positive and negative behaviors of the children. Because what we are seeing is that um, many mothers, they really try to deal with uh, the behaviors of the children, sometimes with uh, verbal aggression or uh, psychological aggression, and they don't even realize that this is some kind of violence also. So th the, the topics, they cover pretty much these issues, and we also included sessions related to healthy diet and health promotion. 
and also how the mothers can be active players on the interaction between the family, the school, and the community. How can they uh, be part of the change that they want to see in their families and in their children's schools and in their community? Thank you. Sounds like a super powerful way to empower the mothers and the families to offer a very nurturing environment for their children to grow and thrive with all the stimuli that they need uh, to do so. And as a maternal child nutritionist, I have to say I am delighted to hear that your intervention also covers aspects of feeding and uh, nutrition. Now, what about the teachers? Uh, I am assuming that we're talking about uh, preschoolers, uh, yes. children who are three to five, three to six. Yes, three to years six years age. old, yes. Can you tell us about the support program for the teachers? Yeah, well, the idea for the teacher support program came from some, da- some data in Brazil showing that the number of daycare centers and preschools increased a lot in Brazil. So there is this uh, bigger coverage. And actually, there is a law approved in 2012 that um, obliges all the cities to provide preschool education for children four and five years old. However, despite all of these attempts to increase the number of preschools, the data is showing that the quality of the preschools still needs a lot of improvement and that the, the, uh, the children are not doing as well as they expected in elementary school, even belonging to preschool before. So we started looking into this data and trying to see what was going on. And we did some uh, focal uh, group discussions with the teachers. And we realized that it was not only a lack of knowledge related to uh, developmental issues. It was mainly a great difficulty from the teachers on how to deal with children's behaviors, on how to deal with children's emotions, and also how to deal with their own emotions and their own stress levels. So the data is also showing that the teachers in Brazil, they have high anxiety and depression scores and that they they have very high rates of uh, burnout syndrome. So we decided to implement this program in order to empower the teachers so that they can reduce the levels of stress and they are better equipped to deal with their own emotions, children's emotions and their behaviors. So the topics, they are somehow similar to the mother's uh, support program, but they are focused on classroom management. So we start talking about the teachers' roles and stress reduction strategies. Then we move on on how to promote children's development, how to listen to children and self-expression for the teachers, how to deal with positive and negative behaviors within the classroom. Um, We also talk about democratic conflict resolution and healthy diet and health promotion. And there is also a session on uh, the relationship between school, family, and community 
because we noticed that there was a lot of tension between the parents and the teachers most of the times. Very, very interesting evidence-based approach also to the support of teachers to improve early childhood development. And I think uh, given the enormous push through the sustainable development goals for provide universal access to preschool education, your program, uh, the, the teacher support aspect of your program couldn't be more timely as well. And I really want to congratulate you for the very nice complementary approach that you are using with the mothers and the teachers. Now, Dr. Rosario, as you know, our audience is very interested in peace promotion. So what do your programs have to do with violence prevention and peace promotion? Well, very recently, many articles have showed that uh, early childhood interventions, they are very important because they can help mitigate the impact of adverse early experiences. And these adverse early experiences, they can cause many consequences, not only in childhood, but also in adulthood. They can lead to poor health, uh, non-communicable diseases uh, such as obesity and cardiovascular diseases, poor education attainment, and the data is also showing that can lead to higher criminality rates and higher poverty rates, which in turn are risk factors also for domestic violence and community violence. So the idea is that the best way of dealing with domestic violence and community violence is starting as early as possible, trying to provide children since very early on with a nurturing care environment, trying to uh, provide them with a, a family that is supportive, that uh, is not uh, having to deal with a lot of domestic violence issues, and it's very attentive and careful with all their needs, not only physical needs, but also social, emotional, and psychological needs. So by dealing with this, by helping the mothers the fathers and the teachers on how to provide a nurturing care, we really aim that this is going to stop this vicious cycle because if a child is exposed to a violent environment, then this child is most likely to be a violent person when uh, he or she becomes an adult. So trying to avoid this, that's how these programs can uh, help preventing violence. Also the topics, you know, the, the, the teaching how to resolve conflicts in a democratic way is one of the most interesting uh, things and the most difficult things that I find in both programs and actually in our lives, you know. What we see is that people don't realize, not even they don't realize when they are in a conflict situation. And uh, they know much less on how to deal with this. So these programs, they really, you know, are, are helping to promote healthier environments and uh, less violent environments for these children. Absolutely. It sounds like your approach will very likely lead to stable environments in many of 
the households and the caregiving environments uh, that the child, uh, the children attend in in Brazil. So my utmost respect for your work. And I have a last question for you. Why the preschool years? Why investing in the preschool years? Why not waiting until later on to do this work? Well, this is a very interesting question. You know, um, there are economical reasons, uh, social, emotional reasons for doing that. Like speaking of the, uh, the economical reason, you know, the data has also shown that the earlier the investment, the higher the efficacy and uh, the less it's going to cost in the future. So for governmental investment, it's really important to uh, I spend as little as possible. So, you know, investing in the early years, it's, uh, it's related to that. Well, the preschool years are thought to be a critical window for children's intellectual and social-emotional development. You know, preschool programs, they can be especially important for children with parents with a limited amount of education. So, Investing in the preschool years is a way of reducing inequality also because it gives the child a chance of uh, having another source of nurturing care that is not only their homes. This is especially important for very poor people and also for families that uh, are not able to provide this nurturing care environment. Um, another reason, especially in Brazil, is that um, more than 90% of the programs in Brazil are either focused on the first 1,000 days or later on in life. So there is this gap in terms of um, uh, offering programs for the preschool years. So that's another reason why I chose, you know, investing on three to six And also, related to education, you know, the preschool years are key for preparing the children to start elementary school. So the school readiness aspect is really important. And there are some programs that have shown that uh, by investing in quality preschools, can reduce later on the number of children that are expelled from high school or that abandon elementary school. And it also increases a lot the number of children that reach college. So that's mainly why. Very persuasive reasons. There is no doubt that investing in the preschool years has a very strong potential to go a long way towards preventing violence and promoting peace globally. As far as I am concerned, uh, you don't need to convince me any anymore. I am fully convinced by now. Well, Dr. Rosario, thank you again for coming in and speaking today. We thank you so, so very much for the work that you are doing for children, their families, and communities in the beautiful nation of Brazil. And we hope that your work ends up getting replicated in many other parts of the world. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for being here, for being the interviewee, the interviewer this afternoon. And it's really a pleasure to speak in, you know, for this wonderful initiative that that's the Early Childhood Peace Consortium. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for listening to Pathways to Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help other people find the show by giving it a rating on iTunes and sharing it with friends. Theme song is To the Sun by Lost Harmonies. Pathways to Peace is a production of the Early Childhood Peace Consortium. Visit us at ecdpeace.org to learn more about our work and how you can join this global movement.